is Sleeper. Good afternoon if you have just tuned in. It's the 123 show. And I always try and look for appropriate music because now let me welcome, uh, let me welcome Cruz McCalligan on the program for her usual weekly audio column. And it's always very exciting to know what she's going to be talking about. And I thought Day Sleeper would be quite good because she's talking about house guests. And you may get house guests, which really um, you love. And sometimes you dislike and you don't want to see them. But I'm sure Cruz can fill us in on everything to do with house guests. Good afternoon to you, Cruz. Hello, good afternoon, Sadia. You always sound so lovely and chirpy, Cruz, regardless of the weather. It's it's raining out there, but your voice is always lovely. Oh, it is a horrible day today, isn't it? It really <laughs> is really unpleasant. I mean I'm not I don't sound this chipper when I'm outside in the elements. Just oh, right. put it that way. I'm currently quite comfortable indoors, so okay. I think that's probably contributing to it. Well I've got my um, little boots on, so I'm all right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> strong, strong. Um yes, today we're gonna talk about house guests. Mm. Not like in like a kind of a pun when we talk about like vermin or spiders or something. <laughs> I'm talking about like actually like people, people. coming to two legged ones. People, yeah, yes. Yeah. Other 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 human beings in your home, or you being a human being in somebody else's home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of because I've I've kind of thought about. It's a funny one. With COVID, it's been a bit funny in terms of us spending time in other people's properties in the way that maybe we used to and it's interesting now just to have the the, the, the sparks of conversation about for, for my family of like going overseas to visit relatives and things like that not now but maybe in a few months time or something mm. and it gets me thinking again um, and I, I find myself with this really like irrational anxiety about the thought of staying with certain people or hosting certain people. And I just realized it's quite an interesting kind of paradigm that we that we have in terms of um, house guests. And, and I'm really excited to hear from you a bit later mm. on kind of because I know that you have a really interesting cultural and faith take on house guests, which I think will be a lovely counteraction mm-hmm, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. some of the things I'm going to chat about. But I think it all like, I think about it a lot. And I think, you know, my family have always been very welcoming and open for people to come and stay with us. But I've often like, I think it's always a funny thing because in Hong Kong, growing up in Hong Kong, you don't tend to stay in people's homes because most people, people don't, don't have space. a home large enough. That's right. right. Yeah. So you don't tend to host house guests other than maybe our grandparents when we think about when I think back over my childhood like my grandparents or relatives might have kind of packed on in and you'd kind of do as family you sort of just get on with it right you know you just all muck in and find a little square to sleep on and things like that but often if we had family friends from overseas visiting or something it wasn't always the most convenient thing for them to stay with us because we didn't have a guest room for example like it seems unheard of in Hong Kong to have a guest room just a room you don't use in case someone's going to come and stay in it right even though that's very known in other parts of the world um lots of people have more than one guest room which still blows my mind as <laughs> someone who's never had one mm-hmm. um but I, I I think back to like occasions in my life because I've always been someone who's very much like okay if when I've had friends stay with me in Hong Kong I've always said you take my bed I will sleep on the sofa or the sofa bed you know and and I would like you to be comfortable and things like that but I've also had some bad experiences 
And I think it stems from one time. I remember I was a new graduate. I was looking for a job. I was in a flat I had in New Zealand. And it wasn't very big at all. And it wasn't particularly flash. But it was a nice little place. And I was very proud of it. And I had um, a friend or kind of an acquaintance, I suppose, from overseas come and stay with me, who I'd known through a student exchange program. And I remember he walked into my house and he said, oh, this is homey. <laughs> it was said with such condescension. <laughs> it was awful. Sadia, I felt it. And he meant it that way as well. It wasn't yeah. just a European thing. And, and when I had to lead him to the inflatable mattress I'd made up as his bed, <laughs> he was visibly shooken. <laughs> and I think it always stuck with me, that embarrassment that I'd really tried to make it as nice as possible and yet had had that reaction. I think a part of me in my psyche is always afraid that's going to happen again, mm-hmm. even though most of the people I know, unlike this awful person, are lovely. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I know that if I was to go to their homes, I wouldn't judge their homes for anything. But it is a funny thing when you have someone suddenly inserted into your home and your house and your life. And I often find, and I'm not sure if you've ever had a similar experience, that it, it kind of takes a while to find a rhythm. And it's almost just as they're about to leave that you realize that you're <laughs> coexisting quite nicely. Yeah. But it took a few days or maybe a week to get to that point. And by that point, you're like, okay, bye. But we're like, oh, this was, this was kind of working out to be a bit fun in the end. Mm. Anyway, but I wanted to have a bit of a chat about it because I think it's, a, it's an interesting concept, this one of like having house guests and this idea of hosting people. Um, I love this quote from Benjamin Franklin that said, um, guests are like fish. After three days, they start to smell. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a very complicated thing. And I think about, like, I love having this conversation with people. If you talk to someone about a really terrible stay they've had, maybe they went to stay at somebody's home and they weren't, you know, like... They didn't know where the toilet paper was or they they never were sure if they were allowed to eat anything, but they were never told where they could get anything to eat. Or it's or, so immaculate that you're scared to move around and leave yeah. a hair lying on the floor. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm bad enough when people come around to do play dates with my kids. I'm like, they can't see that we live like this, whereas there's nothing wrong with how I live. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, so there's a couple of things I was looking up about, like some basics of what mm-hmm. you want to do. And some things were like, you know, putting clean linen on the bed. And I'm like, that's a good one. Yep, absolutely. I would always do that for a yes. guest, have clean linen, clean sheets. I do know a story of my parents once staying at a holiday home of somebody's who sort of said, oh, there's already sheets on the bed. And they're like, oh, that's very kind of them. Not realizing they just never changed no. the guest sheet. Mm. And halfway through the night, um, my mother discovering a used Band-Aid between the sheets. Well, at least it was a Band-Aid, okay? That's fine. All right? (laughs) I won't go any further than that. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Um, But, yeah, so I definitely think it'd be nice to assume that someone has clean linens, of course. Um, I also think a towel is a good one. Like, I always like to, I always feel very proud to get out my fluffiest towel for the person coming to stay at my home and go here you are this is the fluffiest one we have and it is yours to borrow um and of course i think things like um telling them what like toiletries you could use you know Mm. for example like Mm. giving someone like you know people are going to be traveling so they probably have like a toothbrush and things but you know it's also convenient so you can borrow my shampoo or you know i bought you with some soap or whatever um i think meals are uh, important things to establish 
I've always felt very awkward staying at people's home in the morning and not knowing what I'm going to eat for breakfast. It gives me that unnatural anxiety, especially if it's somewhere that I know that I can't just go out to eat something. Mm. You know, if you're in the suburbs mm. and someone's home mm. and you're like, can I have the toast? There's a gluten-free <laughs> toast. Do I... Is that a problem if I eat the gluten-free toast? <laughs> like, yeah, the parameters that you need to check, really, yes. aren't they? Yes, yes, that's right. Mm. Absolutely. And similarly, things like snacks, like it might sound silly, but if you're staying with someone somewhere you've never been before, um, it can be really anxiety-inducing to think, I would love to just eat a snack, but what can I? What am I actually allowed to eat? I, I don't know how to go out to get this for myself. And I've been in that situation before where I just think, you know, that's quite an awkward thing to do. But also to have... Um, you know, if you are the, the the guest, how you show your appreciation. I've always been like really keen to, I'm a dish doer. So I always find that the one thing I know I can do in someone's home that is probably not going to be super different to anywhere else, you know, in terms of culture or anything, is just do the, clean the dishes up, right? Mm. So I just become this perpetual dish So you dish pay doer. your way then, basically. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Or maybe I offer to, like, hang up their laundry. I think I've done that quite a lot with fam- um, with friends when I've stayed with them, especially if they're busy and um, they don't, you know, those sorts of, like, I just kind of take on the role of being, like, an extra pair of hands for a couple of days because mm. I'm like, it's 20 minutes of my time for them. You come to my house sometime, Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> but this is all because I'm terrified. I'm so terrified of putting a foot out of place and and I'm so worried about, you know, in the same way, not being enough of a host. Um, So it's quite, which is ironic that I'm even panicking about this because nobody would fit in my home right now at the moment anyway with the thousands of children and dogs and everything (laughs) else. But it's just one of those things that I've been thinking about. So there's lots of different things that can, um, you know, like house guests who, who don't respect your kind of, your rhythms, like you stay up very, very late or sleep in very late and you don't know if you're meant to wake them up or not wake them up. And if you leave, they're going to have to contact you and ask you things. And it's a funny one. I have had someone stay before where I honestly couldn't believe how many wrappers and cups and things I had to pick up after them. It actually blew my mind. I was like, it's really not difficult, you know? And they even, like, borrowed our ironing board to sort of iron a dress shirt because they were going out with somebody and just left their dirty T-shirt they'd been wearing kind of draped over my ironing board. Again, I was like, why am I doing this? This is not... gosh. I didn't ask for this. So I think this is all feeding into my... um, This is feeding into my, my anxiety about having... Um, guests over but at the same time I I really do I just think it's just such a lovely thing to welcome someone into your home right I think it's such a lovely thing to that if they really are good friends that they are coming into your home does it matter if you have matching tea towels or hand towels or the fanciest Jo Malone hand soap like is any of that really important if someone's chosen to stay with you right Mm. because you know, let's be honest, in the world we live in, there are lots of, there are many options for places you can mm, stay. This mm. isn't the 1800s and you're in a, some sort of back swamp and you have to check into the guest house, right? Like there's, <laughs> there's hotels and Airbnbs and hostels so many and loads things. of different yes, places. Right. So if someone's staying with you, you'd hope that it's, um, you'd hope that you'd have a bit of a rapport with them. Um, and I always think that. I always think I just hope that somebody's having a nice time if they do, if they do stay with me. It's funny now, though, knowing there's a couple of cultural things. Like I find when people have stayed with me from overseas who don't take their shoes off in my house, mm-hmm. and I have to say, "Excuse me, sorry, here we don't yes. wear our shoes inside yes. on the carpets 
and everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there's those kinds of things as well. Um, or, yeah, or people realizing, you know, you, you can't kind of like just because they're staying in your home that your life hasn't stopped for them to be there on a holiday yeah. and that you might need to go to work or the supermarket and it's not as exciting for you as it might be for them in a new place as well. Um, and, of course, I think, yeah, so I think it's it's a kind of an interesting way of kind of thinking about people coming together again because for me it feels so foreign having gone so long without having you know family members coming to stay or going to stay with other people and I think for like I'm you know my family and me and my husband are quite budget conscious at this point in our lives and so for us traveling we're very grateful when we have families who make uh, family members or friends who make their homes available to us to stay in because vice versa we understand when friends come to stay with us who are single and young that you know they may not they can't fork out for a suite at the four seasons (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know they they Mm -hmm. want to be there for the experience they're just looking for a little corner for their suitcase a piece of toast in the morning and someone to point them in the right direction for an adventure Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. as Um, long as they're aware of what facilities that you have I think quite a few people just don't realize that you know if they've not been to Hong Kong before that actually you don't have space here you know you can't invite somebody very easily because Mm. it's just not possible sometimes because there's not enough space in your flat unless you really have got a lovely um, lavish flat or something yes absolutely and some people do but the majority of people don't and it's like you say like it's you know it's that idea like when you think about the Martha Stewart rolling out the red carpet for your guests concept Mm. um, you know I think like that works in you know the wealthy western world where people have massive houses but I think if people came to stay with me we'd have to say we actually all share a bathroom we only have the one mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it's you know it's we we don't even have our own personal space so <laughs> we'll give you as much as you can but trust me we are kind of working with nothing as a starting point um but it's still it's still delightful anyway I'd love to I'd love to hear from you Sadia on your experiences of house guests and how you see guests um, in people's homes? Well, generally, I think I've been brought up with, I, I, you know, grew up with people coming and visiting and things, and we always had lots of guests and things in the house. Whether some of them were staying overnight and stuff, that's another matter. But generally, within our culture, I think it is it is very much, and certainly the South Asian culture, or even, you know, just the Eastern culture, if you look at Middle East as well, you know, Middle Eastern culture too, um, mm. then the whole thing there is very much about hospitality. I mean, mm-hmm. incredible. I mean, if you know any sort of you know people from that culture, you will see that hospitality is way up there on the top. In that, if somebody comes to your house, you take out the best things to eat, you provide for them, you know, you keep them staying in your house, and and it is like it's supposed to be a, a great bonus that if if a traveller is going from A to B or whatever, if you were able to keep them in your home, then it is almost like you get huge blessings for that. And, Mm. you know, when you feed a traveller, when you feed somebody who's travelling, then that just that kind of blessing that they give you when you when they eat with you although they may not say it but you are already you know getting a, a big a big bonus point for it so and and i think it's like i think hospitality is very big within the culture within a, you know my culture and that you know people do welcome people although you know these days i think i mean when i was in the uk i had quite a nice big house so we did have 
enough space for a guest room and, and plenty of space for other people to stay. But I think what happens sometimes is that people kind of cotton on to that. And they just think, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I used to get one particular family who who would just ring me up every summer and say, oh, we're thinking of coming to Edinburgh. Um, and, you know, and it was like a given that they would come and stay with me. And there was one occasion where actually this couple wanted to come and stay. And I had my brother and my and and family over. And I kind of basically said to them, I, I said, you know, um, I have just got my brother over at the moment. We're, we're quite busy. And she, oh, that's okay. We'll just sleep anywhere. <laughs> we'll just sleep. Oh, and, I, and she wouldn't take no for an answer. And I was really, it was like grudgingly I had to accept. Mm. But, but, you know, we were, you were talking about like how you make guests comfortable. I stayed with a Syrian friend of mine in Aberdeen and I remember they were actually out um, for the whole day and I just got in, I got the keys and I went in and it was amazing. I just like they, I saw the, their kids had put little post-its um, as soon as I walked in, they say hello, Saudi auntie, um, um, and they had a post-it on the fridge. Saudi auntie, there's this in the fridge. You can have this. Oh my there's goodness. this, and they were lovely post-its around the house. And if you're looking for this, Saudi auntie, this is where it is. And um, I basically had their home to myself. And then when I went into the bedroom that they had said that I could sleep in, there was a little basket there with little toiletries and a few snacks. <laughs> and I just thought, gosh, you won't get this in a hotel, no, you know. You wouldn't get that um, in a hotel at all. But it's, I think it's just what comes out of it for me is that if you, now I don't remember, quite a few people have stayed with me. And then I remember years and years afterwards, they said, oh, do you know, I remember staying with you and it was, it was so nice. We had this to eat. I don't even remember to tell you the truth mm. because it was just something that you naturally did. But there are, I think what you have to be watchful for is that only invite people when you know that you can deal with it. Yes. Um, and, and now, like, I, I, you know, we don't have enough space. But a couple of people who don't know Hong Kong very well have been in touch, you know, before COVID. And they said, oh, yes, I'm coming. And it'd be really lovely to spend some time with you. And I was thinking, well, it'd be lovely to spend time with you. But we don't actually have space. It's hard to say it, too, isn't it? I mean, it is. It's very difficult to say it in Hong Kong. And I think the thing is, when I reflect back on the people I've stayed with mm. and the, the, you know, and I think anytime somebody, like, I'm sure I feel the same with you, anytime somebody lets you stay in their home, it's an enormous privilege. Mm. Because, like, when you think about it yourself, like, I'm very proud of my home and my family life. I'm not ashamed of the way that we mm. live, the mm. rhythms of my family, you know, the way that we do things in my house, that we've chosen to do things or lay things out or decorate things or whatever it is. And at the same time, like, you know, when you're invited to somebody else's home and they they don't try and hide that about themselves either mm. you know they just mm. like come and slot in pull yes. up a chair yes. you know we want you to feel like it's that difference between being a guest and, yes. and being a, a temporary family member That's if it. you will right that it's an incredible feeling and i think about the people who've made space in their in their very full busy lives to host me or my family before and it's it's the ones who you you know it doesn't matter that you know you're sitting next to their kids eating cocoa pops in the morning on the fold out table or whatever it is versus the people who say this is the room you're going to be in this is what you use you don't touch anything else don't mm. go to this space don't go to this room don't touch this we'll see you at this time that <laughs> i think well you know your home is very beautiful and you have lots of lovely things but 
I'm sorry that I'm such an inconvenience. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's it's it's. I think it's a really beautiful thing to think about house guests, and I talk about it a lot with um with my husband because we're people that have always been really happy to make space for other people, right? Even if, you know, begrudgingly I'm picking up their dirty water glasses for three hours and, <laughs> you know, putting away their, their smelly T-shirts. But at the same time, I think it's that, like, it's you, you sort of said, like, it's incredible to be able to say to someone, hello and welcome, you know, like, mm. and you can be safe here and you can trust us and we're happy to have you is, like, an incredible feeling when it's done genuinely really yeah, and, and if people are careful and respectful of you know what's in your home because mm-hmm. i had one incident actually where i had um, some people staying and we had an area where you could go and iron you know there was an ironing right. board and you can go and do that but i think what they did is they took the iron and they took it into their room <gasps> and then they plugged it <gasps> in and then oh. when i went after after they left when i went into the room to clean up the room i noticed that the carpet had been shoved a little the rug had been shoved a little bit and when i lifted the rug there was a big iron mark oh, <laughs> on no. my carpet and oh, i just thought and they left without saying anything and i was thinking oh my goodness you got to just told me but the but I always remember every time I walked into that room and the, you know it was covered up with a rug I just thought oh my goodness like why didn't you just say like you know I mean they must but they should have just used the ironing board so you know it's things yeah. like that yep. you've got to have respect for people's home as well and you've you got do. to understand and if something breaks or if something happens just say hey listen I'm really sorry but I think I did this you know yep. <laughs> I completely agree I have two super quick quotes I mm. can finish on today mm-hmm. the first one is from Confucius he said every house guest brings you happiness someone they arrive and someone they are leaving <laughs> <laughs> I love it I like Yes. And Robert Breault said, we labor to make a house a home. Then every time we're expecting visitors, we rush to turn it back into a house. <laughs> I like it. That's brilliant. Um, Cruz, thank you very much. Some enlightening no stuff there. And, um, you know, let's see if COVID calms down, then who knows, we may have more house guests. <laughs> we may. We may. <laughs> For a little while. OK, take care then. Take Let's care. Talk to you again next.